What up? We recording? Apparently. This is Derek with Burroughs Applesauce. And with me as uh, never, um, <laughs> Jules. Julie. Um, you know, them social justice warriors got to us and was like, there's a lot of cock on your show. We need to switch it up. And we're like, well. Spring in some veg. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, the accountant got a hold of me and uh, Mr. McCulloch had some PTO time that we needed to get knocked out before the, the, the physical year started over. I guess that's in August. <laughs> you know, here here at this uh, podcast, we run things ass backwards. That's the reason why we brought in Sean B. to produce us and kind of tighten it up. Tighten the reins. <laughs> tighten right. it up, yeah. I want everyone to take notice of how good, how good it looks on your screen. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, sorry, I just had to say that. Go on. I, your show. I have shout to, out to our producer. He, I don't think he gets enough love. It's a thankless job. Because <laughs> my counterpart, I'm not, t- I'm not talking shit about my counterpart, McCulloch. God bless him. But he's kind of mean to people around him. That's how he shows love. See, but, I, I have, I've learned to understand that kind of, that love language of his. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I'll be honest, once I, once I got through the, the, the rough exterior, it feels pretty good. He's like the. He's Mikey, like, I actually miss you tonight. He's Not like, that I don't love Julie. It's cool. It's but cool. I miss you, Mikey. I'm just gender appropriate. Keep that chair warm, please. Uh, <laughs> we all accept that McCulloch is like the drunken, abusive father of this podcast, and I am the m- nurturing, <laughs> caregiving <laughs> mother. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sensitive, and I just want to tell Sean B. everything that he's done lately has just made us better. Well, I hope so. You complete me. <laughs> All right, so we're off on the show. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything left to talk about? We already had some cocktails, and I don't know, we've been man. talking we had, all day. We and Derek have been talking all day. I don't, I don't know what we got left. Besides, we, I mean, we just we kind of streamlined into inappropriate, like off air, not knowing that your mic's hot kind yeah. of situations. Oh yeah, the Reds announcer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> going Could, down hot. And you know, I wish it had happened in St. Louis because fuck them. Cincinnati, I feel bad for them. They're like the poor cousin right now. Um, true story. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, fuck the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't think them. anybody in this room cares about the Cardinals. No. no. St. Louis is boring. We're going to try to limp it along, man. I don't know. I'm no Mikey. I know. I mean, you're quality. You're a good person. I, know. I think you're good. He's just... Whew. I mean, so, I do feel like I should apologize to your mom and your sister right now. Like they've been dying. Have to you be heard on the this shit that McCulloch says? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not checking out your asses. Like, don't get me wrong. I was like, but I kind of feel like you should have been here. It's a female thing. Like, I know you've been wanting to be here. Don't act like you haven't sized them up once or twice. I mean, I've sized your mom <laughs> and your sister up once or twice. I am human. I am who I am. So it's nice to see some diversity on this podcast. Finally, you know, I'm kind of 2020. Could go. What gender appropriate? Gender appropriate tonight. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so tell us the female point of view of some things. Oh God, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's gonna laugh because, like, honestly, I'm probably not the female for the female agenda. Yeah, like, I don't know if you're I, new to this podcast, but Sean's not allowed to speak unless. I know, here, I know, and so. I apologize. Like, I forgot you're. Like just we said. <laughs> The, the drunk's gone. The abusive, the abusive, the abusive You could talk today, 
without no. a problem. But like, do you want off the leash? <laughs> I feel no. I feel like the fans. I feel like McCulloch knows what the fans want. He probably knows both of them. What they to be honest, what they, <laughs> <laughs> what they don't want is uh, a bunch of this, you know, producer lackey over here talking shit. I don't mind it. I mean, I am also like a solo female on an all dude, like highly inappropriate text message chat. So, I mean, it's no s- sex cult. I mean, McCulloch's got that <laughs> cornered, but. Yeah, there was a sex call. Right. <laughs> I'm like, but it's it, it's a good time. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm into sports. Like, I still cook. Like, maybe that's gender You cook babies? I do not cook babies. <laughs> ever. God. I thought I heard something cook babies. <laughs> Look, we've already pissed off Robert. Nah, he's fine. Is he? Oh, God, he's a Cardinals fan. He's a Cardinals fan, so... Yeah, I I don't know how he got into my family, right? As a Cardinals fan. So your mom, your I, bl- I, I blame my mom. My mom is not a baseball person, but I feel like she loves her son enough to be an Orioles fan because that's what my brother is a fan of. So oh, she, she chose a team. She loves the other side based on your brother. Wow. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm 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 without question the black sheep. So, you know. It's okay. I will take one for the team. I am a Yankees fan. See, my brother-in-law is a huge Reds fan. Yeah. And then I'm a Cubs fan, and I feel like I feel like Sherry would be like, I love both teams equally. Oh God, <laughs> not mine. My so I I will thoroughly admit both of my parents are Cardinals fans. I don't understand where that came from. I'm a Yankees girl. I don't even know if my brother knows what baseball is. Yankees girl. Yeah. How'd that come? I don't really know they how the Yankees came Julie about. They were when started watching baseball. Like, That's... basically, when I was really little, like, they were fire, which they're still they're pretty fire. Good. So, well, I mean, but I'll tell you, like, so the rest of my life. So, Steelers girl for football. Steelers had sentimental value. Like, my grandpa was a Steelers dude. Like, I remember sitting in. There were there was grandma's pink little recliner and grandpa's blue recliner in a little room with a giant TV and Grandma was always cooking. Your grandparents had two recliners? Yeah. They had bougie. two recliners. Fucking we bougie. were bougie. Right. They were bougie. They were bougie. She's I can't help it. about it right now. We had Grandpa's chair and everybody else find someplace to fucking <laughs> sit down. Right. No. They had color-coordinated recliners. Like, But the my fondest memories are sitting there watching Steelers games with my grandpa. So I don't know where the Yankees came from, to be honest. Yeah. Bandwagon. A lot of it happens. Probably. I mean, I was young. Mm. They were good. It was what it was. Did they have those TV trays? You remember those foldable TV trays? Oh, hell yes. Like, the full-blown, fold-out TV tray. Like, Grandpa and I would get served watching football. Like, Grandma was, she was a champ. Always working. Always Always working. working. It was a couple generations back. She was cooking. (laughs) Grandpa had his little, little table. He did. He got his sweet tea, or That's, he got a tea when he he shook his eyes. Mm, she came more and filled like up. whiskey on the rocks, mm-hmm. but uh, same concept. I mean, I don't think. I guess alcoholism so you, skips a generation in, in my my line, but. Uh, yeah, well, no, technically, technically, it would have skipped a generation. I mean, my parents aren't drinkers. Like, I drink like my grandpa did. Like. A lot. Making up for lost time. Right? I'm like, cigarettes and alcohol, coffee, like, that all came from my grandparents. Like, mom, dad, like, no cigarettes, no coffee, barely drink. 
It is what it is. It happens. I caught some good qualities. Like, I'm still a female. I know how to cook. I know my way around the kitchen. So What about a washing machine? How are you with that? I'm great with a washing machine. She, see, she, see, but, she, she see, sits but on them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, I, <laughs> who can say no to the spin cycle, dude? Like, I mean, come on. This washer sucks. You, it's I will it's tell level. You from experience, a lot of people can actually say no to the spin cycle. I'm I'll sorry. Tell you that. Well, we know who I am as a person. All right. Wow, we got a lull. There was, a, like, there was a moment <laughs> of silence. Really <laughs> I am kind of worried because originally we had talked to Burroughs about maybe filling in, mm-hmm. and he was too busy. I know. And Mikey he's been was, on vacation for the last look, two so years. So Mikey was too busy. My, McCulloch's gone. McCulloch's and on Burroughs. PTO. Burroughs is too busy. Do is, you think they went to Kumas without you? I think there's a plot. Or <laughs> they went to Chicago. They might have road tripped without you. I'm just saying, weird. like, I know, like, that's, what was the last time they got, like, weird. an Italian beef sandwich that's weird and too, you were all tore up? McCulloch can follow me on his on his watch, but we have not. Wait, well, I what? can't follow him. McCulloch is location tracking you? Yes. Wow. Ooh. I got a couple di- different people that location track me. Derek's kind, of, Derek's, and it's Derek's for, kind of the bitch in this relationship. No, it's because I find myself in some real weird situations. <laughs> well... <laughs> I remember the Bloomington scenario. Yes. There's... If you ever want to go into that again. I have picked you up from a bank parking lot, <laughs> sitting on the curb. Like, you didn't make it home. You called me from the curb, and you said, hey, it would be who of you <laughs> to, to ensure my safety. So, I can understand why McCulloch location tracks you, yeah. I mean, I kind of get it. No like... one wants to get that weird phone call. I don't know where I am. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure his phone died. Like, he got lost in Bloomington. His yes. phone died. And then your mom put, like, an APB out on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that happened. I mean, those... those but were... the, the great thing is, before my phone died, I had called mom because she was you working... You did call her. She was, working, she was working second shift, and I'm like, hey, where are you at? Can you swing by Bloomington and pick me <laughs> up? Because I'm drunk and lost. Minutes. You know, and I'm like, and my battery's dying, and she's like, "What?" And then my phone cut out. <laughs> so that was the last words to my mother that night. How did you ever like? I never ended up hearing the rest of that story. Like, how did you get home? I kind of wandered around for a while and found the person that brought me. Oh, okay. I was like, okay. I was like, if I was hitting on a bunch of fucking strange men, where would I go? And there she was. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you just got to put put your mind into the female that took yeah. you into Bloomington. I mean, it, it was... It, I can pull some shit on my ass sometimes. I'm like, hey, you know... No, I'm actually... Now I cannot... Like, I take it all back. Like, I'm not judging about Mikey tracking you now. Not at all. <laughs> like, I just... I can't do it. It's good. It's good. It's good to be... Now, do you and the nurse have location tracking Ooh. on each other That's a good question. no we have trust in our relationship no no <laughs> and, I, and i applaud that um but i i always wonder about relationships that have location tracking like there's a there's a particular group of girls that comes into the bar <laughs> where we work right they all location track each other and they kind of suckered me into it 
Oh, see, I didn't. Oh, you're I part get, of the. You're part of the. I harem? did not get caught well, into that. So I stopped tracking them, but they still track me. So sometimes when I'm at, like at the casino, I'll get a text message mm-hmm. that says, "Really?" And I'm like, "This is what I hate about it." Yeah. Right here, I'm. I'm trying to gamble. Look, I'm sad. Okay, I gotta gamble. I gotta get over these emotions, and I don't need you bitches judging me. You do kind of have a harem, don't you? He does. I wish it were a harem. You're you're a ladies' man. By 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 account by account that you have a lot of ladies' man. Where I'm like you have a lot of female friends. Gay friend. I'm closer to gay friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm non-threatening. You don't dress that well. I've Um, only slept with (laughs) one of them. (laughs) You know what I mean. So. Oh shit! Never mind. Easy. I'm not (laughs) saying anything. But no, I mean I understand that group, and they do like. Maybe it's a safety thing. I don't think it really is with them. I think it's more like, where's this bitch at? Like, kind of scenario. Like, I don't share my location. Like, and me and my significant other, I mean, I know he's at home. Like, he doesn't really do much. He doesn't get out. That's his choice. I do not have him locked in a fucking cave like everybody else thinks I do. I'm not that person. Stop it. I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. I'm, I'm, I was going on the record that he is not on a chain. He's not locked up. He has his own free will. He chooses not to go up. Are you convincing us or yourself? Right. Well, maybe myself. I don't right. know. But he's not locked up. Derek like, and I, will I tell are you. not sold. <laughs> he's not locked up. I am not, I am not that person. This is all Gatorade. Shut right, the fuck right, up. I knew right. it was Gatorade. As long as we're lying out our ass. Right. <laughs> Uh, Someone got lost on the way to Christians and ended up at the airport one night. Uh oh, nurse calling you out, bro. On the live comments there, oh, I think yeah. you're being called out. <laughs> also, I'm gonna I'm gonna step I'm gonna I'm gonna not step I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here for McCulloch and speak speak on behalf of McCulloch right now. And I'm gonna ask you to explain that horrible jersey. And I'm going to ask you how awful you're going to feel week four right. when when the brakes get beaten off of your uh, little GSH. This jersey? Yeah, that jersey. I have to agree. I mean, I know I know I mean, it's dick yeah, up, but still. I know still. what it is, but I'm just going to ask you to, you know, why would you, you know, right now in a, in a season where the Bears are about to get worked by the Colts again. No, week four. Week four. Okay. We're coming at it. But the thing right. is, do you realistically think that we're actually going to have an NFL season? Yes. Yeah. You yeah. do. It's a $7 billion. No, no, no. I, I wasn't looking at, like, the amount of money that it brings in. Like, I'm just looking they at... They let okay. motherfuckers shoot themselves in the leg at the club and still let them play. You think That's Corona's going to slow them down? Right, no. It's true. It ain't it's true. stopping. This is a now money they, machine. I'm just looking at... guys opt out. They're letting some guys opt out. They're giving them the, the opportunity to opt out. And a few have. But, no, I, I honestly think the days of canceling shit for Corona are by us. Like, I think enough people are like, you know what? This is fucked up. We're I just going to keep doing what we do. I hope that they are. Like, I just look at, like, Major League Baseball, okay? They didn't have the bubble. Like, and so many, like, players have tested positive. Had, and they then they had the to bubble, take breaks but... or they couldn't have the game. Where the NBA had the bubble, which... At first, I was against the bubble, but now I'm kind of like, okay, it's Nobody actually like working out like really bubble. well with the bubble. So, like, how is the NFL going to go? Okay, for one, is it going to be more like Major League? I feel like the MLB kind of had a bubble because they're American League and National League. They're tra- traveling I mean, along region. Um, to be honest with you, I think the sports should always have a bubble 
because nobody's been to the strip club. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> suspensions well, that's not, that's are at an all-time... That you're aware of. Suspensions are at an all-time low. Do you think maybe the strippers came to the bubble instead? Do you think a stripper can pass that test? <laughs> Probably not. I want all my strippers to have COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when they grab the nuts on the, 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 the Q-tip when they're doing the <laughs> test... <laughs> I think this is brain. You I got just, something. I just, I you just got want, something. It might not be Corona, but I you just got, want my yes. experience. So. There's going to be some itching and scratching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Derek, I do want to hear about how you got lost. Now, I'm assuming the airport. She means the local airport here, not. No, I was going. I was going to Cuba. <laughs> it, it was right after election, and I was like, "This is not going to end well for me." Right. <laughs> Fuck this! I'm going all the way to Italy, like hitching a ride. I like cigars. I look good in green army uniforms from Korea. Stop. <laughs> I'm not going to say how I got them, but my brother, when I went to visit him a couple weeks ago, he has a, a humidor full of Cubans, and it smells good. Mm-hmm. It's legal now, right? Or did smells, it is legal. We're, we're doing but some the lines, the lines aren't all the way open yet. Right. Yeah. It's legal, and it's hard to get. If you have an in and... Yeah. So I have a couple of fancy, I don't want to say fancy clients. That makes me sound like a fucking hooker. Yeah. But yeah. I have fancy Compared clients. Compared to the other shit you like, say? I do have fancy <laughs> clients. Or I also have like an in, like my dad is like a CFO at a private country club. Like it's on Palm Island. Like it's, No, that sounds, that makes you fancy. sound bougie. I know. It, He's bougie. I'm not bougie. I live in Columbus, Oh, you're Indiana. bougie once removed? I am bougie once removed. <laughs> I'm like, but he has fancy clients, and I know that they partake in Cubans all the time. So, I mean, it's still like you can't openly just walk into a cigar shop and get a Cuban. Like, you have to have a connection still. Hmm. But, yes, I am bougie once removed. Thank you. <laughs> um. I would like to just be bougie. I was trying to. I'm back, not gonna lie. I was trying to backtrack as a woman, as a woman, which I think you identify with. Uh, <laughs> it's 2020. You can't assume. <laughs> wow. Right. Yes, I identify as a woman. <laughs> the the nurse today, she she met me for a cocktail, and she's like, "Let me finish this shot, and I'll go out and smoke with you." I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Well, I, d- I don't like leaving my drinks unintended." And that's a smart thing to do. But I looked around. I'm like, what are they going to do? Slip you their blood pressure medicine? (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, shit. I got fucked up last night. I think somebody slipped me some Lipitor. So I understand where where she's coming from. Um, In Ziggy's... In Ziggy's yard. I wasn't going to mention him by name. Uh, well, here's I, also, I also want to make note say. real quick. Before she says... Before she answers your question, I want to make note real quick that... This is why McCulloch doesn't leave you alone. I get it, I get it now, 100%. Go on, Julie. Oh, thanks. No. Hey, lady, can you talk? Well, I, apparently not. This producer keeps fucking chiming in. Yeah, here we go. Right? Hey, we let him talk now. I know. We let him talk tonight. It's fine. We wanted we wanted you to feel the love now that Mikey isn't here. No, but I no, him. like... I miss him bad. In our, I'm, God. <laughs> fucking chop liver. I think he likes the ball gag. I know. I know he does. He loves the ball gag. Yeah. Speaking of which, being a woman, we showed up a little early, and it smelled like jerkins and fucking tears when we it got was, here. It was definitely a lot of tears and fucking lotion, but it's fine. Not knowing how I know how the that smells. Was, the door was locked. Yeah. Just saying. Hold on, towel and all. 
Dialing off. No, but, okay, so so back to the other from the female perspective. Like, in our bar of choice and where we were this evening, I would not be thoroughly worried about leaving my drink on the bar because it's like you. It's an older clientele. Most likely I'm going to get some blood pressure medication. <laughs> Probably would suit me well. It'd be all right. Um, Is but this like, bitch worth my copay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but honestly, like, if it was, you know... Bloomington or Indy or something like that. Yeah, I probably would have a hard time leaving my drink there. And your mom is calling it out because she wants Mike. I'm not doing any justice here. I want Mike too. Thank you, lady that gave birth to me. I can leave. <laughs> I can leave. Like, it's fine. Well, we knew Sherry was going to be a little upset because you are the first. Look, Sherry, I love you. And I did a shout out earlier. I don't know if you were on or not, but I said I apologize because I felt like you and your daughter probably should have been first. I was a last minute fill in. I'm apparently not doing well. The producer wants Mike back. Derek (laughs) wants Mike back. You want Mike back. Like... (laughs) I'm just trying to hang in here. Sean, you're doing a great job. Sean, Sean does a great job producing us. He really puts a lot into it. We really couldn't afford to Uber Sherry in from North Vernon. <laughs> so it wasn't in the budget. We would like. That's just, your budget, not just, mine. Just so you know, Sherry, they don't pay me either. Right. I give. You, hey. Sometimes he gets to watch me drink. Unlike, <laughs> unlike Mike, I gave you a shot. I'll pour you another. I have I'm no sorry. beef with that. I'm like, sorry. I should have probably got I brought two, a present. I should probably got two Gatorades. Well, I wanted to know. You got in the car with. I was like, why'd you bring a Gatorade? Well, I didn't think I was going to drink that much, and then I realized without Mike, I don't have any personality. <laughs> Break out the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't either. It's just, just shit show now. Yeah. Right. But anyway, you were giving your perspective uh, as far as uh, if you just tell if you just tell Sherry she got a sweet ass she she won't she'll forget about Mike. I could like a (laughs) like I've never seen your ass, but like everybody keeps telling me it's a sweet ass. So I'm gonna need to see it sometime, Sherry. Uh, But yeah, the dangers of leaving your drink or whatever. But like. I can also be housed on the other side of that shit show because I was once accused of. Yeah, you roofied a dude, didn't uh, you? Yeah, apparently. The most homeless looking. I was <laughs> accused of roofing a dude. Like, it it got awkward yeah. one night. Like, I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure as a female, regardless of, like, Man. being attractive or not, I'm pretty sure I could have just opened that door and you been could've... like, hey, looking for some dick and somebody would have thrown it at me. Like, I don't feel like. You're I'm... super charming. You can pull nuts whenever you want. If super not, charming. <laughs> if not, I'm pretty sure you could rodeo tie somebody and throw them in. in Just the... hop tie them and take my weight. Like, come on. Like, Boy, we're going to fuck. <laughs> I'm getting it. That's what they need to do. Reboot Deliverance with an all-female cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, where we're headed at this point. Yeah, so Gender appropriate. I don't know that I should have ever been deemed gender appropriate. Squill like Pinterest. Squill like Pinterest. Hey. You can't bring Pinterest into this. Like, you... You're burning it up. You've been, like, ogling my Pinterest account over my shoulder on food, and I think it's just time for you to sign on. Now, Sherry did No, say... you wouldn't, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get him, Sherry. Get him. I am texting Eugene right now. <laughs> I love it. Now, i tell you what I love about this the most, just from my perspective. <laughs> So my mom is an avid 
is an avid viewer and listener mm-hmm. of, of my podcasts. Oh, let's plug. Mind so, Snacks, right? On Wednesdays? I mean, Mind Snacks Mind every Wednesday night. And the Sean B. shows up. And the Sean B. show, yep. Tomorrow morning, the Sean B. show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all kinds of things uh, going on here. Sean B. Both of my coffee? podcasts happening within the next, within the next 48 hours. Yeah. Your liver must hours. appreciate you. Well, yeah. But no, uh, my mom is an avid viewer of both of my shows, and uh, so it's it's nice and, and, and I f- it feels wholesome to have Sherry comment on you know the Burroughs applesauce live stream because I can relate with what it's like to have your mother <laughs> chime in when you're you know talking about the things we talk about on these shows. <laughs> like I know what that feels like. So she's she's a wonderful lady. <laughs> Sherry like is a wonderful lady. I know I'm not doing Mike justice, like, but no, I think I think you're doing great. You're doing fine. I'm trying, trying to fill in for Kelly. Still listening? I don't think I'm going to get kicked out of the house tonight. No, I mean, not well, we're this. We're only 25 minutes in. We are only 25 minutes in. We got some time to fill, and you're running out of Gatorade, so I'm not really sure how this is going to end. We could. Do you can have? Would one you of like my, to have a screen off? Your your stash is running low. His stash is low. That's okay. You, I, I would gift it to you. I, I appreciate that. For those of you watching on the live stream, I'll show this in the producer cam. The Smirnoff Ice Red, White, and Berry Malt. They make fun of me for drinking that, as they should. But I will tell you, it's delicious. And I would share it with Derek. My stash is running low. They don't make it anymore. Uh, they're done for the year. So stash running low. But I would share it with you. And I, I appreciate it. And just so the listeners know, when we actually don't have a woman in here, like incarnate, we still have him in spirit because he is drinking this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to wear that one because yeah. it's true. It's okay. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about something? I really want to. The talks are trying to I like I like promoting the other podcasts that you're doing and your internet show. I feel like it is an internet show because you guys do some weird. It is more of an internet show than it is a podcast uh, on Wednesdays. And that picture of Caleb taking a shit. Yeah, yeah. Can can we actually talk about this? Yeah, but I'm not going to show it on. No, please don't show it. No, no, please don't show it. And I don't want to step on your dick. (laughs) Especially if it's covered in a rainbow emoji. (laughs) But. Man, you guys one. definitely need to talk about that tomorrow. It was the grossest and the most entertaining thing I saw on the internet. Oh man, that's just that's that's the guys I work with, you know. So the guys I work with on Wednesday nights, um, our show, Mind Snacks. Those two guys are you cannot you can't uh, you can't completely contain them. Like you have to, they're peacocks. You gotta let them fly. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta let them fly every now and then. Every now and again, I get a, a, a mostly nude picture of Caleb, um, and I just have to roll with it. <laughs> and I got, I, I limited my Facebook viewing because right. it, it was political, and I was like, can this get much worse? And then Caleb was like, yes, it can. <laughs> I would venture to, I would actually beg to differ that Caleb. It's better than a fucking political post. That's day. fine. Yeah. That's fine. You know what? I will take a completely new Caleb with the rain. I would have made the rainbow at least a bigger sticker, to be honest. Like, come on. I would have done like a mousetrap or, or something. There's, there's water gun. Something that was like a little bit more into it than the rainbow. I was like, but you know what? It broke up the day. It wasn't fully. Like, political. if it was last month, it was Gay Pride Month. 
that's a rainbow. Right. Now he, right. posted, there was... he posted something else on my wall today, and I actually screenshot the notification. Yeah, yeah. you were terrified. And I reposted that, and I was like, this now terrifies me. Right. We all have that friend, though. Yeah. Like, we uh, do. There was a point where Burroughs was sending me, like, videos, and I'm like, I ain't opening that. <laughs> Because it's going to be so, like, puppy swing, singing some fucking over the rainbow, and all of a sudden it's going to be this huge cock smacking this girl in the face. And I'm like, okay. no, I'm done. Oh, man. I've also received those. I don't understand why people send it. it it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It is what it is. You know, I mean, and not to take away from, sorry. Are you out of Jaeger? I don't want to discuss what's happening. <laughs> I also have a wellness test at 11. <laughs> Well, 8.30 in the morning, sorry. Speaking of wellness, Steve, <laughs> um, we're Yeah, two how weeks, are you guys tracking? We're two weeks deep into the fitness challenge. I think that's the reason why Mike's not here. So, okay, before we jump into this, can I... think I, he's underground. Can I call McCulloch out? Like, is he... Is he sandbagging? Huh? Because from what I was notified there about... There are rumors. There, there are, are rumors. rumors that he may or may not have injured himself the first day of the challenge on a walk. I cannot confirm or deny those. I have but not... I'm very concerned that he might be sandbagging you. Like Derek, Derek, I will go, I will go and fucking like bow to you and the amount of steps and the time and the work that you're putting in. It's about time somebody did. Because <laughs> like, <a> bitch. <laughs> even even though you're rocking that lavender fucking band. It's all good. Like, mine's black. It's, it's fine. It's lovely. Yours is lavender. It is lovely. We don't see color. It is lovely. We don't see color. We got a broad on the fucking it podcast. Was, it was we don't see color. We're very, very appropriate. It was very feminine-esque. I was super proud of you. Rocking it. You did not order a new band. You didn't switch to a male-friendly version or a color. No. But I know that Derek, my dude over here, <laughs> has been killing, like, 23,000 steps right. sometimes. Like, he's killing the game. Now, and his brow was sandbagging him. To break this down, so Derek and Mike are in a challenge, a fitness challenge, with uh, myself and Tyler from the Mind Snacks podcast. And what I'm going to say now is that to kill the game like Derek's killing the game, I'm basically going to sell my truck and start walking to work. Because you were bragging this morning about how you had 10,000 steps before we ever opened the doors. Well, he walks to and work. I, no, I rode the bus. He rode the bus today. Oh, shit. But it's still a long walk to the bus stop, right? Yeah, it's a or couple no. blocks. I'm just always moving. Yeah. Have you ever noticed him like out on a smoke break at work, too? I've taken a yes, couple. Yes, I just poured you a nuclear <laughs> bomb. Time, it's fine. Jesus Christ. It's a nu- don't chug it all at once. The only shit. time that I've ever noticed Derek on a smoke break is when we were socially distancing really hard. Hey, it's Jen Day. Not to interrupt. Jen Day, how you doing, girl? So when we were social distancing really hard, like when shit was brand new and we, we were confused, like you wouldn't go fucking near people. No. Like you were like, oh, there's two people out here smoking. I'm going in. I'm, I'm done with this. Or he'd go the other direction and just yeah. like walk back and forth, walk back and forth, walk back and yeah. forth. Like, but he's constantly moving. Like even when I go out to smoke with him, like when I'm at the bar, like Derek is out there like. He can't sit still. He's walking back and forth. It's are you I guys, gotta be moving. Are you guys ready for a little history lesson? Yeah. Hit me with that. Oh, you gotta light a cigarette for this. I watched Knowledge a, I watched, the brain I watched a documentary years ago. Years ago. Probably my favorite documentary I ever watched. It was called When We Were Kings. It's about Ali and Foreman mm-hmm. over in Zaire. 
Ali would sit there in the ring and scream for months, I'm going to dance, I'm going to dance, he ain't going to catch me, I'm going to dance. And Foreman would walk by every day and hear him saying that. So when the fight came up and Ali just laid on the ropes and take the worst that Foreman had, it made Foreman overconfident because he's like, oh, all I heard was this motherfucker was going to dance. So that's what I'm doing right now. I, for what, 80, 80, 80 days out of this 90 days challenge, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to dance, I'm going to dance, I'm going to dance. Last 10 days, maybe I'll dehydrate myself and get the weight loss on top of that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> and everybody be like, he is the greatest. So what, what is your, like, because I never heard, like, never saw, like, the end of this situation. Like, so what is your actual fitness challenge against Mind Snacks, like, based on? You printed out the I, yeah, activity. No. So you printed out the activity portion of it. I did. The activity portion is what I printed. Yeah. So, and I kind of came up with so I saw the, the steps and miles, the weight portion of it, the weight loss portion. The of weight it. was what I didn't know. What, what I determined, Tyler, Tyler and Mike had about the same amount of weight. They were about the same. They were about the same weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek, <laughs> pretty damn close. Derek, yeah. Pretty low. Uh, the smallest guy, obviously, myself being the biggest guy, actually. So what we determined was that Tyler and Mike's weight was kind of the average. Okay. My weight loss per pound. We decided a per pound score. Okay. My pounds lost are worth less because I have more to lose. Would it be right. compared like, to a golf handicap? Is that kind, kind of, of yeah. kind of what the kind long of. lines we're going through? So yeah, kind Derek, of because I Derek, know like Derek doesn't have as much. He does volume so to lose. Derek losing twenty so, pounds and me yeah. losing twenty pounds. Very very different. Very things different going yeah. on there. I could probably lose twenty pounds just by drinking water and not drinking for a month and and with right. no other effort, probably lose twenty pounds. Yeah. Where Derek is in a much different situation. If he loses the weight that I have to lose, he will look like one of those kids that you donate 10 cents a day to to help feed. That, or I'll get a cowboy hat on and uh, be a stripper. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm concerned about your stepdad right now. (laughs) Who's step counting uh, jerks. So my stepdad on the live feed. (laughs) um, I don't. I don't want to appear uncomfortable, or, <laughs> although maybe I am now. I mean, I'm slightly uncomfortable, Robert. Like. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you whether or not those are real calories. Because if, you know, no matter what my body's doing, if it's in motion, my, my watch is counting it. Basically, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Look, Kelly's calling you out. Like, because you pace. You do. You pace. But that's Derek in general. Like Derek yeah. before this fitness challenge, like yeah. you're an active motion kind of dude. Like I like that. That's I like to like think. sitting at um, sitting at home on a couch is not your thing. What do you when you were writing when you were doing stand up comedy and all that? Where where was your sweet spot? How did how do you come up with what you're doing? Did you have a mild buzz? So what was I did, you by yourself? Was you just? I wrote a lot uh, when I was. Here at home, I'd have nights where I was just kind of here drinking by myself. And I actually have a, this is going to sound crazy, but I actually stand in my living room and create my bits and I act like I'm on stage. Like, to me, like in my living room, I'm on stage and looking out my, my windows toward the neighbor's house is like the crowd. And, I, and, I, and I, when I practice my bits here at home, that's my stage. Like I walk out of my bedroom like I'm walking out of a green room onto the stage and I know I'm divulging a lot 
but I'd, I'll pace back and forth on that stage and work these bits out in my head. And then, you know, as I'm going, I'm either writing or I'm recording it on my phone, trying to make sure that the bit's in the right amount of time or that, it's, that it sounds okay. When, when I was a small child, maybe 10 or, <laughs> 10 or 11, I was around my aunts, my cousins. My, my mother wasn't around. At, at this point, watching this. well, no, at this point, okay. she wasn't around, but I started telling jokes and I, I did a whole routine. And it was basically <laughs> at that point, it was like Gallagher, Lonnie Anderson, not okay. Lonnie Anderson, she was fucking uh, Burt Reynolds, um, <laughs> Louis Anderson, <laughs> Louis, Louis Anderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, Eddie, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, the clean, cleaner stuff of him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I sat there and did a whole routine, and my aunts called. My mom was like, he's a prodigy. <laughs> he's the greatest no. comedian we've ever heard. She's like, yeah, he stole their whole routine. And I felt like a piece of shit. I'm like, oh, I'm a hack. You can't steal people's material. Okay. I was listening to Joe Rogan today, and he said that he used to practice other people's routines and just to get the timing out and working. And then he, he talked about Hunter S. Thompson. He used to write The Great Gatsby. Yeah out on the typewriter just to just kind of get like the rhythm and put the kinda, motion into work kind of like know how it was something. going and yeah. i i think it's natural to be a hack and to kind of yeah, what no. you're influenced by so and then I'll you grow from that room and do covers i call them covers mm-hmm. like i'll stand in my living room and do a five or ten minute daniel tosh bit right daniel tosh one of my favorites i'll, I'll stand in my living room and do it do one of his acts or one of his bits and just, if nothing else, to, to, to feel myself practice doing those motions or, or performing those mannerisms, um, you know, whether they're his mannerisms or whether I'm in, implementing my own mannerisms into his act. And I'll, I'll do that a bunch. I don't, now, think I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. Like, I well, feel no. like it is like what you're talking about. Like, it's writing something out, whether it be your work or not, to, like, get yourself in the free flow of, okay, I've been writing this, I've been writing this, now I want to move into here's what I'm actually producing for myself. Just as you sitting in your living room and throwing out a comedy skit that's not yours, to move into I'm comfortable now to let me throw my own bit out here and see if I'm in the same comfortable space. Because I know sometimes, like, writing your own shit can get awkward. Like, I don't want to be awkward. So if I was comfortable with what somebody else said and I feel good about it and then I'm moving into my own shit and I'm relaxed more than just throwing shit off pace, like, I don't think that's a bad deal. You, you got you to gotta try things out, too. Like, right. When I was younger, I thought I was going to be a rock star. And right. then I realized I have no musical talent. <laughs> I, I grew up in a musical family. I, some of the greatest songwriters and... People that could sing their ass off. I was around them all the time, and I was like, I want to be like these people. You don't have them gifts. So you try to kind of find where you go. Right. And you're like, I want to create. I want to, I want to do this. It's either attention or it's a mixture of things. So, you know, I mean, sometimes uh, if you got to be a hack and you work things out. Right now, I really enjoy writing. I'm not good at it. Punctuation and style is... Totally not yeah. in my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm a Maybe great. somebody shouldn't have dropped out in seventh grade. I'm a grammar Nazi, so <laughs> but, like, uh, it's fine. <laughs> but like, I even feel that way. Like, so sometimes I have to give presentations to people that make me 
a little bit more nervous than others. Like, I could get up in front of anybody that goes to our bar or you guys or my friends and I can have a conversation. It's no big deal. But there are people in your life that, like, you got to go in front of people that you don't know or people that, like, outrank you. And I'll be at home and, like, run through something that I know is fine and it's good and I'm comfortable and then run through my whole thing and I feel better. Or I'll pump myself up before a meeting and I'll go outside, smoke a cigarette, can't take a shot. So Good. Choose no, not to. Choose not to, especially on work hours. Like, But, like, go smoke a cigarette and, like, I'll pace the alley, like, and trying to, like, work things through my head. Like, I think it is what it is. I don't think it makes you a hack. I think it just... When I take it's that... It's you getting into a comfortable zone where you feel like, okay, I'm going to go rock this out. When I take that hour-long walk, I'm like, I'm working this out in my head. Then I type out my Facebook status or whatever, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's good Is to reflect. Is that what happens before your food posts? I, no, actually, man. Because those I, are just, like, off the cuff, and I, I love I, them. I, th- I think I'm aging out. I'm to that point. I like to be in the kitchen by myself. I'm doing my thing. Mm. And then, like, as soon as there's a lull in tickets, I'm like, bye, I'm out. Because <laughs> it's... I'm just comfortable there. Right. In the, I'm worried about this kitchen experience. I've seen it before. You start as a dishwasher. You work your way up. You work your way up. You get to a point. You're in your prime. You're doing well, and you actually work yourself back into being a dishwasher. Right. So, I'm at that point now where I'm like, I'm. I like what I do, but. I like to do it in private, and when people show up, I'm like, yeah, time for me, go. Uh, I don't know. Like, I enjoy, like, I actually enjoy, like, I know that sometimes you're like, well, they're never going to give me access to, like, Ziggy's, like, actual <laughs> Facebook page to, like, post my special. But so many people actually see, like, your fun, energetic, like, bullshit <laughs> posts about your special and that actually like gets shared a lot more than the actual Facebook page. You know who doesn't share it? Kel- Kelly the, shares it. No, the nurse waits till it's repost edited no. and she's like I've seen her she share. She doesn't edit, she does not share my version. I have of seen it. her share your version of it. Uh, she's like But to mine is like But she's professional and she's like I, I, I really don't want them to know how mental he <laughs> is. <laughs> I actually enjoy, like, the raw, like, it is what it is, like, what you throw out there, like, without the Ziggy's Facebook page. Like, it's fun. And a lot of people, like, actually flock to that being like, okay. Like, it's it, it cracked me up. Like, he's put some raw effort into this whole post. Like, there's some jokes. Dad jokes are not sometimes. If it's a dad joke, I try to play it up. Right. I'm like, it's a dad joke. I'm like, but can, I think it's can so... I add a backstory to it? Can I can I play off of it a little bit? Right. Are you gonna get back in stand up when this is all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because we've been talking about jokes and all this. Like, we I'm are, curious if you are, are. We are. We are. We are on an extreme subject change mode. Because all of a sudden, we're on, we're on Derek's lunch. No, special. this is along the same line because right. I've watched your stand up and I really and we we're talking about being a hack and so, doing other people's material. Here's here's the thing with me. Um, I I enjoy doing stand up. I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm good at it. Um, I do not feel like I'm a good joke writer, and that's that's where I lack. And so that's 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 the big part of the battle. The art itself 
you know, as far as the writing goes, is a huge part of the battle. And it's a part that I struggle with. Now, I've kind of made this, I'm writing again, and I've made the decision to get kind of introspective and tell stories and jokes about things that are very personal to me that I haven't really talked about ever. Um, you know, because you can talk about anxiety as a general subject and it just kind of be like whatever, everybody deals with that. But there's very, very personal things to me that I deal with in my life that I finally just said, you know what, we joke, I joke about this to myself all the time. Let's tell these jokes on stage. Right. And because it used to be like, I don't want to sound whiny or I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about the things I deal with. But what I found now is that what I really want is for somebody to hear it and be like, oh my God. I can relate to that. I, I know I know what he's going through. I'm 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 relieved to hear somebody talking about that. Well, I mean there's two styles of that. You keep working on your material live. Right. And then this is kind of the point I was getting to. Do you think it's hacky or if it's untraditional if you have somebody that helps you and punch up your material? Cuz I'm on the fine line of that. I know some yeah. people that's like they work with a co-writer and it's like See, but I don't think it's hacky to have a co-writer. Like, sometimes you get in your own headspace that, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm so into this, and this is what I want this joke to be. A co-writer, to me, to me, and I don't don't do stand-up comedy or any of that. Like, but I have, like, several, like, my work people, like, double-check what I'm about to go and punchline, like, in a presentation or whatever else. But, like, sometimes, like, somebody else gives you a different perspective. So I feel like it's not really hacky to have a co-writer. I don't think it's hacky, but just to put this out there, you and I have discussed you writing, helping me write comedy. You and I have discussed you helping me write my show. We have discussed that. Um, When I talk to that, and I've discussed it with other people, too, when I talk about that with other people, the feeling I get in my head is... For whatever reason, no, I'm gung-ho that I want to hole up and create something, I don't know why, but by myself. Authenticity. That I can be proud of. That, that. And, it's, and it's not about not wanting to share credit, and it's not about not wanting to, I don't know, I just feel like, you know, we're talking, especially we're talking about introspective material and personal experience, like... It's really. It would be really difficult for you to enhance jokes that are based upon my personal experience because you have really no idea. You may experience some of the same things, but you have no idea how I experience them or how I process them. When I get that, I, I see that there's an authenticity to it, also. Like, but on the flip side, when somebody does a cover song, sure. Every now and then, um, one that jumps to mind: Johnny Cash's "Hurt." Right. I think that's one that's better than the original. Johnny right. Cash's Hurt was absolutely... Trent Reznor even said that. It, and it, it, Trent Trent wrote a great song. He performed he it well. He did. But knowing Johnny Cash and the way he went through that, his interpretation of it was right. like, oh, you fucking own that now. Right. Uh, punching up jokes, I'm on the fence about it. I think stand-up, I think, is very authentic. Right. You're telling a story. I like people to... Tell about themselves. Right. But there's also a thing where it's like, if somebody's like, hey, 
Can we can we can we go in this direction? Add that little tagline to that. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can pull that off? As long as you're not branching out from the original material. I think it's maybe if you add a little bit to the scenario, like not fully rearrange your shit, like not change the experience, but be like, hey, maybe if you exchange this word for this word, like just to enhance something, like that would be it. Like I'm not looking to exchange your whole scenario. Like an editor joke is based on your like an editor on a book. Right? How much input do you think they have? They're like, oh, this chapter is really not. Going in that so, direction. Ed- editors, and- ed- editing is what I wanted to do for a living. I got down a different path, but like. Well, I'm going to need somebody to clean up my fucking writing. You're uh, already my administrative assistant. I am already, <laughs> I am already so many things like between finance and administrative assisting and making menus and all this other shit. Like I, I'm okay with that. Like, but to me, like an editor in a book is kind of like an, a helpful soul to your comedy is they're not there to actually like change the entire scenario. Like don't change the plot or the twist or whatever else. That's what happened to you. Like it's more of like, even with an editor in a book, change this word for this word, just because it sounds a little better or a little bit more intriguing, but it's the same scenario just with a different, a different word that replaces the same meaning. And I know. So I think that's fine. Like, if you wanted a ghostwriter, that's totally. Go. I'm not. I'm not big on ghostwriters. I think it's different. I think it's. I think it's a hack. Like, like, like Dre. Ghostwriter's a hack. I feel like Dre used a lot of ghostwriters. See, but he was producing those beats and. He had his hands in so Dre many different. He was good at. Dre was good at making beats. Yeah. yeah he he never was the lyricist. He wasn't. I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear what Dre but has to never, say. he never claimed to be that either. No, no. no. Easy, Easy had a... Did he write any of his own shit? Who knows? I don't even like, know. Based on how his life ended, I would assume, yes, that he was telling his own story. Because, man, that guy... <laughs> what He died of AIDS, correct? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you listen to his songs, I mean... Condoms, bro. <laughs> I mean... Could you imagine... <laughs> Could you imagine faking your own death and reading somebody writing about you like this motherfucker? <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> right. I'm gonna fly off this right. island and kick his ass. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, and Aaron made a comment on the uh, on the live feed too. You know, when you talk about comics, and I had a very good comic, an amazing comic in Louisville. Tell me, he pulled me aside one day. He was like, "Sean, you need work, but you're charismatic. You're gonna be good." I like Aaron. Yeah. I love you, Aaron. <laughs> He we said, are amaze balls. Yeah, he said. Uh, he's he pulled me aside and he said, "Sean, what you need to do is make sure that when you're done with your set, these people know a little more about Sean Burton, right? About who you are. Um, let them connect with you. Let them get a little personal with you, and and they'll do that through what you're telling them. It's like they want the the more they know you, the more they feel connected to you, the more they'll react to you. Mm. The more they'll the more they'll accept whatever you say. You get to a point where you connect with somebody so well, they're gonna have a, a positive reaction to anything you say because they want to. They have this preconceived notion going in that they want to react positively to mm. you. You know, you guys are on my team when it comes to comedy. Like you guys have always supported me and, and just kind of guided me along. You want what I do to be good. So that preconceived notion going in, and he's like, "If you can do that with your crowds, you're you're set." But and you know, like I so I've gone to actually watch Sean 
multiple times. Like, yeah. I even went to Bloomington. Yeah. Oh, way to Bloomington, and, huh? And injured myself. <laughs> it's my, a dangerous place. People get lost. I, I injured myself in a parking garage that <laughs> evening. Funny story about that. Funny night. story. Did you like, call your mom like I did? No. Sean was taking me home. I injured myself in a parking garage. It's fine. Like, Funny totally story. fucked my leg up. Funny story about that. Fun, night. That whole night in general. Yeah. But, uh, so, like, you know, Sean's always actually been able to draw his crowd in, but, like, I, I'm going to call you out on that some shit. Fine. Like, so Please Sean kind of gets, like, Sean does like I do. Like, I get in my own fucking head. Like, I don't, you're up there, and it's it's all eyes on you, and there's a part of you that's, that gets extremely nervous that's like, fuck, I'm not good enough or anything else. And I watch Sean, like, fold into himself mid-act. Oh, man. When I was like, dude, if you would have just delivered what I knew that you were going <laughs> to deliver... Like, it would have been epic, but I watched you fold, like, joke three. Oh, yeah. If you want to talk about a night that I absolutely melted on stage, it was at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington. Yeah, it was Bloomington. Julie was there, and I'm midway through my act, and I'm looking out at all these 22-year-old college kids, and I'm like, I'm literally still talking in my monologue, but in my head, I'm like, they don't give a fuck. I watched, like, I, the worst part was, like, I'm having a drink. I'm in the back, like, because we got, like, shafted to this weird fucking area, honestly, like, over here. And, like, I can't even, like, see Sean. So, like, that's the worst part. Like, you kind of want to see your friends in that scenario to be like, hey, I got you, bro. But, like, we're shafted over this corner. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching this happen. And I'm like, I hate this for him because I know he's... You're just, you were just in your own head. It wasn't that your shit wasn't gold. I not only skipped to the, to the last joke, Quick. but I skipped to the punchline without setting the punchline. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, bam. And then I'm like, cool. We're like, Thanks, time to go. People. And I'm like, yeah, I got through my set. And it was a six minute set, which isn't, isn't, doesn't sound long. So then the priest got off the mule. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. So they were like, you could have done more than three minutes. And I was like. No, no, I couldn't. No, like, you don't like, understand. I was about to cry. See, some of the open, <laughs> starting out with the open mics and yeah. all that stuff, I don't even know how you get a crowd on you in five minutes. That's got to be, it takes me 20 minutes just to fucking tell people that well, we're and recording. I, and I was telling you, know, you like, it's... honestly, like, the, the comedy attic, and, like, obviously pre-COVID, like, it was, it was packed in. It, like, it was not epic space in between people like they're shoving you in corners and at tables like you may not even know the motherfucker next to you right. like it is what it is like he did great at the first but like you could and i'm not calling you out like in a you weird situation the... i am but i've always had faith in you and i've watched yeah. so much of your comedy that i enjoy the fuck out of it but like there is a moment that you i have folded mid-presentation at work so i get it yeah. You get in your own head. It is rough. It is rough. I'll be honest with you. When you were when you were on stage, and you look out of the crowd, and you just feel yourself not connecting with these people, whether you're creating that in your head or whether it's real. Did Kyle Killinger say, "Oh God, she's on here"? Yeah. Really, Kyle? He, God, he, I had he, your back after that haircut. Too. He rolled it back in. He said, yeah. "What's up, guys?" And that broad. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's cool, Kyle. You, cool. Like, you feel yourself melting. It's the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling I've ever had. 
Because at that, at that moment, you question everything. You're like, I'm a performer. I'm, perfor- I'm a performer. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, I'm dog shit. Like, I you can't, are a performer. I, I, I feel yeah, like I I've, I've watched you for years. If you're not in the band, you're running karaoke. Right. You're, you're, Sean you're, is you're, a You're bartending. Performer. You're serving. You are comfortable performing in front of people. Right. I mean, it's, that's, that's the, a thing. That's an art. The difference in stand-up comedy is when you're, when you're doing stand-up, it's your material, and now you're not you're not doing a cover song that somebody else wrote. Like if I if I if I'm in a cover band that does a, a shitty Creed song, like cool you hate <laughs> that shitty Creed song. That, that's not on me. If you hate karaoke, well that's because this idiot's over here barking like a dog when he's trying right. to get through, you know whatever song he's singing. That's not on me. But when you go and you're on stage and you're doing stand up, this is 100% created by me. And executed or not executed by me, and that's that's the difference in stand up. Do you think people's ran this before? I see prodigies. I see people that just hit right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like what was Eddie Murphy when he did Delirious? Twenty one, twenty two. I think he was twenty one. This is not Rumpler. his. This is not his soul's first time around. No. To get on that stage and murder like he did. No, like that, you, that, that carried over. That, that carried like, over from a past life or some shit. Or you have to think before that, like he had some failures that never really got like shown to anybody. I mean, he was he was he carried Saturday Night Live for what, for a long time. Was he eighteen when he went on yeah, SNL? Or and he carried that motherfucker. I mean, sometimes I look at people and they just know what they're doing right off the bat. And I'm like, this ain't your first trip. I look at um, a guy like Bo Burnham, who's one of my favorite comics. Right. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bo Burnham, but from a very young age, writing songs that people just automatically loved. You know, getting up on stage and doing stand-up, they just automatically loved. And the thing that I draw from Bo Burnham is he, he spends a lot of time overcoming his anxiety and then making jokes about it. Or basically doing an entire show about it, um, you know. And that's that's just that's a guy from 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 a young age writing songs, playing guitar, playing piano. This guy was just a performer. He was that, and and you know, like I said, I would love to think that I could be that, but it's it's not it's not it's not as easy as they make it look, and they make it look that easy because it just it's there and it's in them. But then again, people look at me and the things that I do, and they're like, God, I could never do what you do. Did you embrace it early on? Did I embrace what early on? Just being out in front of people and I, showboating. I, I mean, I've, that was... I've always been in the Or did you... Did, yeah. Always. Sean, I, tried, I tried to repress Sean it myself. literally but. has always been an intention horror because, yeah. look, he doesn't remember me from Smith, which is fine. He remembers Nikki, and it's not a big deal. So first and second grade, like mine and Nikki's first and second grade, so you would have been what, like... Fourth and fifth. Yeah. So, like, he only remembers Nikki because, I mean, it's Nikki. It's fine. But, like, he's always (laughs) been a performer. Like, this dude was, like, in a... Wait a minute. Can we go back to gender appropriate? That's fine. What do you mean by that's fine? No. Like, he was... He was... Hey, he jumped rope like we did. He only remembers Nikki. It's fine. But Sean has always well. Been that was probably before sports brawls, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had sports brawls back then too. There's that gender specific line. There's that there, gender right? appropriate that I'm not being. It's fine. No, like Sean's a performer. Like I miss his band, like or bands, 
I should say. Like, yeah. it's been more than one. Two. So. I don't know if Mr. McCulloch's listening to this, why he's plotting against me. But I know he's right like, now, Mike's pissed. He's like, God damn it, this producer talking, talking too the much, whole time. They're talking too much about Sean. Right. <laughs> but here was the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that it related well to some other bullshit. Like, Mike, you can kiss my ass. I really don't wow. care. Wow. You fucking bailed. You should probably get I some chapstick. I had a PTO day too, bitch. <laughs> like, it is what it is. I filled in. Tried to be gender appropriate. Mike, I want you to know that I still miss you, as I said in the beginning of the show. We couldn't cancel. We had to stay Sean's on schedule. Bitch. Had to stay on schedule. Yeah. Our four listeners would have been like, what? <laughs> I did my best. You know? I think you did great. I was a backroom fill-in. Trying to be gender appropriate. Right. I, I just to. like to see the anger in your eyes when you're like, he remembered Nikki. I have to share, <laughs> I have to share with, the, with, the, with everybody the, the live, live comment on the stream. Uh, Patrick says, uh, sports bras should be illegal. Patrick, And I'm kind of wondering... I'm kind of wondering what perspective that's from. Patrick. Yeah, I would love to know what the fuck yeah. that's from. Because sports bras are a savior. Why? Because women shouldn't play sports? <laughs> Yeah, I would I would suggest you don't go that route. Anyway, it, it's going to be a minute before uh, before he can comment. Right. But I, I just I just I, I don't sports bra should be illegal. I don't I don't know that I understand that. What so. about jock straps? I hope not. You want your balls just flopping around? Right. I mean, nobody wants their titties mm. flopping around. Either. Don't act like I haven't noticed how you keep sneaking that Mind Snacks logo on right, the screen. Right. <laughs> No, 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 no. Subliminal? No, that's, that's, not hitting, that's not hitting the stream. Don't worry. That's not hitting the stream. Trying to sneak it in. That's just, uh, that's, uh, yeah. A little cross promotion here? No, 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 no. The stream can't see that. Who owned the horse at Ziggy's? Oh, never, okay, never mind. Okay, never mind. We're not going down. That is an emotional yeah. support horse. That was an emotional support <laughs> horse. Couldn't tell you who owned that horse and know that the horse did not get inside the bar. No. Um, anyway... The rabbi and the priest kicked it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, we're not going down that road either. So, guys, we're at an hour and one minute. I apparently fucked this up enough. No. Do you want to steal his tagline? I mean, stop looking at me, assholes. (laughs) Oh, shit. Is that his tagline? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only tag. thing I can do McCulloch-related. Be like, stop he does, looking at me, asshole. He, does, he doesn't talk a lot. That's basically all he says. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah. Derek, take it away, buddy. Hey, we you, miss, got, you got to close the show tonight. Right. We miss you, Mike. We'll see you again soon. I miss hope, you a ton, brother. I hope your foot looks good, and you should have never got that Scotty Pippen contract. You're worth more money than that. <laughs> stop looking at me, assholes. <laughs> See you guys.